Yes. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Have you ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful you're joining me today. I want to begin by reminding you that you are all part of a global community with fellow listeners in literally every corner of the world. That's because you're spreading the word. Thank you for listening and for continuing to tell your friends, relatives, and colleagues. And a special note of gratitude goes this week to our listeners around the world in Ghana, Singapore, and Saudi Arabia, and in the states of Colorado, Missouri, and Oklahoma. Welcome and thank you for your continuing support. Last week, we had a really important conversation with psychic Dwan Washington about the natural disasters that are affecting our world right now. If you missed the show, I encourage you to listen to the on-demand show. He gave us some very important techniques that we can use to help stop or at the very least lessen the severity and frequency of these earthquakes and tornadoes. The key is that we need a large group of people participating. The more of us who do these techniques, the more possibility there is to help the earth and our fellow human beings. It's particularly important to concentrate our efforts in June, July, August, and September. I'm asking each of you to help by passing this information on to your network of friends, relatives, neighbors, and colleagues. I'm going to help by repeating three simple techniques at the beginning of each show. That way you can find them easily and do them with me every day or at the very least every week when you listen to the new show. The wonderful thing about it is that as you help Mother Earth to clear the negative energy, energy, you will also be clearing yourself of fears and other negative energies that are harmful to you and to others. So do this for yourself, your families, your local communities, our global community, and the earth itself. This month, you can increase your good fortune and add power to your prayers, affirmations, and meditations by using the number four 
and or the color gold. You could do your spiritual work at four o'clock and light a gold candle. Repeat an affirmation four times. Surround yourself in gold light when you wake up. Be creative with it. Here are the three techniques to help clear yourself and the earth of fear. Please do them with me. The first one is an affirmation. I am love as I am loved. You are love as you are loved. All is love as all is loved. The second one is a visualization. See a beautiful pink heart full of love shining pink light down on you. See and feel the pink light going through your body, filling you with that loving energy down to your feet and send that pink loving energy into the ground where it's filling and healing all of the fault lines in the earth. The last technique is a chant. First, I'm going to say it, and then you can chant it with me. Om, ah, ha, ah, om, am, am. Om, ah, ha, Know that as you do these three techniques, you are helping to fill yourself in the earth with pink, loving, healing energy, which is balancing out the energies and helping to create calm and peace within yourself and the earth, including the earth's atmosphere, the winds and the oceans. I feel so strongly about the importance of helping to clear ourselves and the earth of fear that I created a new workshop that I'm calling From Fear to Freedom. I will be sharing techniques that will help you release your own fears and at the same time you will be helping Mother Earth to release negative energy and prevent or lessen future natural disasters. Love truly is all there is. Fear is the illusion that blocks us from feeling unconditional love from the divine and from our limitless creative higher self. It also prevents us from doing the very things that would bring us the most joy. It's time to let go of fear and replace it with love, joy, and peace. For just $35, you can join us Friday, July 10, 7.30 to 9 p.m. at the Dallas Meditation Center in Richardson, Texas. Through this experience, you will release fears, stress, and worry. Learn techniques to use on your own. Be closer to the excuse me. Be closer to the divine and your limitless self. Heal Mother Earth as you heal. Improve your health and well-being. Feel and be younger. Be more creative. Have more joy, happiness, love, peace and freedom. 
choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. This show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose happiness, gratitude, and positivity as we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go. We open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier, feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives and techniques, inspirational stories and guests who are thought leaders in their field like our guest today. Amy Lewis Bear, who will talk with us about her inspirational story and how we all can help recognize, name, and stop emotional abuse. If you have a question for our guest or are trying to figure out how to find the silver lining in a difficult situation or how to rid yourself of persistent negative thoughts or have a personal story to share, please call during the show to 1-866-472-5795 or email now or between shows to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com and the phone number between shows is 1-214-736-4460 and be sure to get a pencil and paper now because you're going to need it later in the show for our question of the day. Our topic today of emotional abuse is such a serious one that I've actually referred to it as the silent killer. There are no statistics on emotional abuse because most people don't recognize it when they see it or or when it's happening to them. And when statistics are collected, it isn't even included. I agree with Amy, who says in her book, From Charm to Harm, that it's reasonable to assume that emotional abuse has reached epidemic proportions. So much of what happens in an an emotionally abusive relationship gets excused or interpreted in ways that make it okay because people don't have the mental construct of emotional abuse. If they don't know that such a thing exists or how it plays out in real life, what it looks like, smells like, then you can't stop, spot it, and we can't spot it in our own relationships or in that of our loved ones. The abused person does know that something is wrong, but they usually assume that they are the problem, which is exactly what the abuser wants. 
The abuser has been grooming their victim with subtle messages until the abused person has given away their power to think and act authentically. Their life revolves around pleasing the abuser, making them happy, and avoiding their anger or criticism, all of which are impossible, but they keep trying anyway. People find the word abuse too strong because they don't want to believe that abuse could be happening to them. They prefer words like drama queen, controlling, manipulative, argumentative, angry, and narcissistic. We do whatever we can to avoid using the word abusive. And when we do finally recognize it and name it, people often stay for varying reasons. Sometimes people say, I have to get the courage to leave. Actually, this doesn't ring true to me. I think it takes a lot of courage to get up every morning and face an abuser, never knowing when they are going to attack you with words that diminish your self-esteem and annihilate your very essence. The key is to find the you that has been buried. Bit by bit, the abuser has chipped away the parts of you that are uniquely you. As they tear you down, they become stronger and more important, and you continue to become weaker, burying your light and power. Sometimes you have to stay in the relationship until you get back enough of yourself to be able to leave. The challenge here is to protect what you still have and regain the lost parts of yourself while still living with the abuser. Because the abuser is skilled at knowing where you are vulnerable, it can be challenging to maintain your gains. It is possible, however, as you learn to set boundaries and change your role in the relationship and pull out your inner strength. Often the abused partner spends large amounts of time trying to figure out why the abuser would be so cruel. This keeps our attention on them instead of healing ourselves. The fact is is that we have a lot of theories about why people do what they do and are the way they are, but we never fully know what's going on with another person. It could even relate to a past life. We have a big enough job trying to figure out what's going on with us, and that's what we need to concentrate on, getting to know ourselves without whatever medications we are taking to help us make it through the day, whether it's over-the-counter painkillers or anti-anxiety or antidepressant meds. Most abused people are in pain and are sick because their bodies cannot take the abuse. At some point, we can decide to stop numbing ourselves and to heal physically, emotionally, and mentally. The question is, how much longer are you willing to be in the midst of torture and to be the target of torture? It's worth the effort to rediscover who we are, because once we have ourselves, truly, we have everything. 
We think we need the other person to feel fulfilled or whole or to avoid being lonely. But the fact is, I was never more lonely than when I was in a 35-year emotionally abusive marriage. Just because you share space with another person, it doesn't mean you are not lonely. The abuser is ignoring you on many levels because your only reason for being is to fulfill his or her needs. What you want, say, and think are ignored or demeaned. Rebuilding the self by empowering yourself is the path to healing from abuse. It's an amazing journey that brings lots of silver linings and blessings with beautiful people, experiences, knowledge, and wisdom. Since most of us lose touch with our true selves somewhere along the path to becoming successful or happy or doing what others want us to do, when healing from abuse we have a rare opportunity to discover and shine a light on who we really are. That in itself is a huge silver lining. My healing path has helped me change my life, and my Om Awakening workshop will help you change your life. I'm the first teacher initiated into this process by Dwan Washington. And I'm grateful to offer this workshop to you. Om is the sound of creation. It vibrates at the highest levels. This process will bring you into alignment with the positive, loving, and enlightening vibration of the universe. This experience opens new channels within your body connects you with the divine energy, raises your vibration, increases your awareness of the divine, heals your body, helps you see through the eyes of your limitless higher self, releases fears, brings more light, love, health, and youthfulness into your body. We'll be at the Dallas Meditation Center in Richardson, Texas on January 6th, I'm sorry, on June 6th, this Saturday, from 2 to 3.30 p.m. at the low cost of $35. And if you don't live in the Dallas area, you can invite me to come to your area where I can deliver any of my workshops, including the Ohm Awakening. And now I want to introduce you to our guest, Amy Lewis Baer who is a psychotherapist in Atlanta and the author author of From Charm to Harm, The Guide to Spotting, Naming, and Stopping Emotional Abuse. The emotional abuse Amy experienced in her first marriage so profoundly impacted her that she gave up a successful career to become a psychotherapist. She has dedicated her professional life to treating emotional abuse victims and helping to expose a social epidemic that thrives on secrecy. She is an expert blogger for psychologytoday.com, and her mission is to help people stop destructive behaviors and provide healthy relationship role models for their children. Please visit www.heartwisecounseling.com. You're listening to Uplift Your Life 
Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. During our break, go to paulajoyce.com. First, click on Register Now to read about and register for my workshops, Om Awakening this Saturday and From Fear to Freedom in July. Then click on Calendar of Events to see your question for today. Before the second break and at the end of the show, I'll give you something else to do with your question. When you email me, you will have an opportunity for me to read your email on the show. So right now, go to paulajoyce.com while you're listening to the commercials. Go to my Calendar of Events page answer the question of the day on your own paper, and then register for my workshops. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Amy Lewis Bear, who will share her own story and help us spot, name, and stop emotional abuse. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Time for a fresh perspective. From leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission, Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit paulajoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com today. listening to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit with dr paula joyce to reach the show today please call 1-866-472-5795 that's 1-866-472-5795 you may also send an email to dr paula joyce at gmail.com that's dr paula joyce at gmail.com now back to uplift your life nourishment of the spirit If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. We all know someone who is caught in in emotional abuse, possibly even ourselves, and doesn't know it. I hope that you said you are willing to spot, name, and stop emotional abuse. And I'm so grateful to have Amy Lewis Bear on the show here with us to talk about this very topic. Welcome, Amy. Thank you, Paula. I'm very grateful to be here, and I love the work you're doing. It's so important. 
Thank you. And the same uh, goes for me about your work. So it's wonderful to have somebody who's also um, doing some incredible work and from a different um, approach, but we're both um, our mission and our uh, end result is the same of helping people heal from emotional abuse. And I would love it if you would begin by sharing your personal story and uh, of healing, really. Yes. Uh, when I was some years ago, uh, when I was in my 20s, I didn't know anything about relationships much, um, who does when they're in their 20s. Uh, so I fell in love with this tall, blonde, and witty guy. Uh, he seemed to have loyal friends and a likable family. He, was, he owned a growing business. I liked his take-charge style. We had fun together. Um, I just didn't suspect that there could be anything wrong with his character because he was so charming. Uh, but what happened is early in our relationship, there were signs of trouble, and I look back on them now, and I see that they were very clear. But at the time, I explained them away. Now, what I'm talking about is um, I saw his occasional fits of jealousy. He would get very angry and accuse me of flirting with other men. But I saw those as expressions of love. I interpreted his tendency to point out my shortcomings as helping me to be my best self. Uh, I considered his moodiness the result of a stressful day. Uh, Really, nothing could corrupt my idea that I had found my Prince Charming. And I believed what I wanted to believe. Uh, I made excuses for him. I minimized his behavior. I was even in denial about it. And I think that that I really want to talk more about that because so often that's what what those are those are the type of responses and behaviors that get us caught up in an emotionally abusive relationship. So after we married, uh, the trouble got worse. Uh, sometimes he appeared to be caring and generous, um, and he was the man that I thought that I had married. At other times, he made me feel like I couldn't do anything right. He was argumentative, critical, and demanding. You know, he even seemed to take pleasure in putting me down, especially in front of other people. And I just couldn't understand because he said he loved me. And I thought, oh, well, this is a love relationship. Why would he want to hurt me? It must be me. There must be something wrong with me. Um, So when I tried to talk about him, this upsetting behavior, he would step over my words and he would twist the blame and he'd say, you're too sensitive. You've got to change. You know, this is your problem. So I struggled to figure out what I could do to gain his approval, and I, you know, I tried being more attentive to him. I tried being more tolerant, more understanding, but nothing worked. And eventually, I just sort of kept my feelings to myself and clung to the idea that we were facing the normal ups and downs of marriage. So I really was in a place where I had no idea what I was up against, and I can go on from there. <laughs> Well, no, I mean, what you're saying is feels so familiar, <laughs> too familiar. We live, and I love the title of your book, From Charm to Harm, because that's exactly it. We create this little fairy tale mm-hmm. that we have found Prince Charming and that everything's wonderful, and we put everything that happens into that mental construct, never suspecting that something is really seriously wrong. 
Well, that's so true. And what gets us involved in these relationships is just that. We see a person who looks normal, they act normal, uh, they seem to be a perfectly normal person. You know, everybody gets angry sometimes. Everybody gets into a mood sometimes. And, you know, even healthy couples argue and they say that things that they don't mean. So it's very easy to mistake it as the ups and downs of marriage. But what's really going on, uh, whether you're married to a man or a woman or your partner's a man or a woman, uh, you have chosen someone who has some serious, psychological issues and And i know that's we want to talk about that which uh there's a lot to say about it there's serious psychological issues that you just have no idea what you're up against i mean you're you're in a relationship with someone who has who does not have the ability to have a healthy relationship and, and I think that's the key is that we, we those of us who have uh, are being or were abused have this belief that our partner is like us, that they want a healthy relationship and that they're capable of it. And so we excuse lots of things. Um, oh, maybe they had problems early on. Maybe, you know, I can help them or this is just normal. And frankly, most marriage counselors confirm that this is just normal behavior. It's it's rare that a counselor truly understands is able to see the emotional abuse. Well, that that's so true. I find that as a psychotherapist, I have clients that come in and say they tell me that they've been in couples counseling for a year, for two years with their abusive partner. And I would never do I would never do couples counseling with uh, when one partner is abusive because they take the information that they learn in counseling and they emotionally batter their their uh, their spouse uh, with it after the session. And you know, people who are emotionally ab- abusive are master manipulators. They know how to charm people. They know how to twist the truth. They know how to project an image. Uh, of someone that that of care of qualities that they don't have, and the the victim in the partnership uh, is is no match for them. Uh, they've been doing it since they were kids, um, because it, it usually it goes way back. When you have someone who's who's very manipulative and c- controlling, this goes way back to their developmental uh, stages of their life. So how can you tell the difference between how do you know that your marriage isn't just going through normal ups and downs or normal, um, that it isn't just average or normal, but that there's really abuse going on? How, how do we tease that out and, and figure out the difference? Well, that's a very good question. There are certain effects of emotional abuse that you have to look out for. It it really is uh, boiled down to something simple. It's the way you feel about yourself. Um, Abusers, uh, uh, people who are manipulative and, and controlling, they always blame the trouble on their victims. So they never take responsibility. So what happens with the victim is they're filled with confusion, shame, self-doubt, they start blaming themselves, they start feeling bad about themselves, uh, thinking, well, it must be me. They disregard their own feelings, Um, they disregard their needs, because they get to a point where 
they've been uh, treated in a way that they start to believe that their needs and feelings don't matter. And they start normalizing the mistreatment. So it's, um, it's really in the way you feel about yourself. A partner is supposed to be uh, one of your greatest comforts in life, someone who loves you, someone who supports you, who's your biggest fan, who you delight in being with. Now, you know, we, we all have arguments and we all sometimes get angry at each other, but in general, you know, you, you need to love being with your partner and really delight in their company. When you are uh, feeling apprehensive and uh, when you're feeling uh, scared about being with your partner, that's a big sign right there. You know, is what is he going to, you know, what did I do wrong now? You know, waiting for him to get home. Is he going to be in a good mood or a bad mood? You know, it's just being, um, uh, being upset and being kept emotionally off balance most of the time. That's a good sign right there. Yes, it absolutely is. It becomes even more insidious if you grew up with emotional abuse, which was my case. So it just felt normal, really, to have all those feelings um, that you're talking about, because that's the way I always felt. So, it, it, you know, I, I kept thinking it was because of my childhood, and it took me 35 years to figure out truly that it was in my present too and and one of my clues was that every time he went away um, because he did some traveling for his work I would just be so happy (laughs) yes that's often the case that's right you know Paula what I'd like to do is just sort of define emotional abuse because a lot of people don't understand it um, let, let me just say a couple things about it. I really want people to understand what emotional abuse is. Uh, emotional abuse is a pattern of psychological intimidation to gain control over another person for personal gain. And so there are, there are basically two types of emotional abuse. There's obvious abuse, which is yelling, offensive name-calling, humiliation, and hostile criticism. Everybody can identify that. But there's a second type of emotional abuse that's much harder to recognize. And this is manipulating your thoughts, your feelings, your behaviors. And the abusive person does this by using tactics, which chips away uh, at your self-esteem to create self-doubt. In my book, From Charm to Harm, I spell out a lot of these tactics. I have over 80 emotional abuse tactics in my book, spelled out one to a page. And there's a, a true story to illustrate each tactic. I really wanted people to be able to recognize, to spot, and, and to, to be able to know when they're being emotionally abused. Um, in my book, I also have the effects of the abuse. So they will know, as I said earlier, when they start feeling bad about themselves, self-doubt, that sort of thing. I want people to know how that abuse is affecting them so they'll really know what's going on. Uh, so this harder-to-recognize abuse, it's, uh, it's a lot of blaming. It's, um, you know, uh, it's accusations. Uh, it's discounting your feelings, needs, opinions, preferences. It's isolating you from your friends and family. It's not listening to you. It's downplaying a cutting remark against you. You're too sensitive. It's not respecting your independence. All of those things that are sort of hard to put your finger on, especially when it's blamed on you. So that's emotional abuse right there. 
Um, there, there are two types of uh, emotional abuse, let me say, just to break it down a little further, and then, and then I'll stop. But I think this is very important. There's no, please. Situ- okay. There's situational abuse, which is occasional verbal abuse or emotional abuse, but fairly rare. And there are the one who has doled out that sort of treatment, the, the one who's been abusive, they, they have genuine uh, regret and remorse, and they apologize, and they make every attempt to improve their behavior. That's situational, and sometimes that happens. Uh, now, there's another type of emotional abuse, uh, of emotional abuser, I'll say, and that's characterological, and it means that it's part of their character. It's ingrained in them, um, and, and characterological abusers, they actually uh, have a pattern of intent to break down your self-esteem for better control. And they may, may not even fully be aware that they're doing it. It's like they know what they're doing, but they don't know why. And so this gets back into more deeper psychological issues. Um, this gets into uh, a person who lacks empathy, who may have a personality disorder, narcissism, uh, who may be sociopathic, uh, who may have antisocial personality disorder, um, a person who, antisocial personality disorder, I know that that sounds very strong, but the symptoms of antisocial personality disorder are, are exploiting others for your own gain and a lack of empathy. And those are two of the main, uh, the main behavior patterns of emotional abusers. So what I said earlier when we started talking, this is a very serious psychological condition. And if you're partnered with somebody who has this condition, it's, um, it's very dangerous, very destructive, not only to you, but to your children. Absolutely. And after the break, which we're going to go to very shortly, I want to talk about the children um, and, and how we can stop the intergenerational patterns. But I also wanted to add a couple things before we go to break, and that is that we tend to think of people with serious mental illness, like you're describing, as being in mental hospitals or unsuccessful or on the dole, but often these people are highly successful, highly visible, make a lot of money, have respected positions, and hide in plain sight. And I I think the other thing, and so it's very confusing to the person who's being abused because they see this very successful, apparently successful person by societal definitions. And the other thing. Yes. Yes. and, And the other thing that I think happens too is that because the abused person is looking for connection. And assuming that this person is capable of empathy and compassion and love, they keep revealing themselves and giving the person more ammunition to use against them. Um, and, and so it's this um, sort of this snowball that just keeps growing and every attempt to get closer really gives the person more ammunition to hurt you and push you farther away and farther into um, poor health and, and your own psychological problems. 
That's exactly right. You you are, uh, I can tell that, that you really know a lot about this, Paula. You have very good insight to this situation. Um, and I'm, I'm so glad that we're doing this interview because so many people don't. Uh, they just don't understand it. It's, um, it. It really is like a mental illness. I, I think it, it should be in the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual. I mean, you have the personality disorders in the DSM, but this emotional abuse and exploiting your partner uh, should be in there also because it really is mental. You know, people say, say uh, if their, their partner's angry or something, they say, well, he has an anger problem. Well, emotional abuse is not about anger. It's not about feelings. It's about a way of thinking. It's, a, it's, about, it's about personal values. It's about, okay, it's okay to manipulate and control my partner. It's okay to, 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 you know, to treat them abusively. It's okay to use the children to hurt my partner. That's a way of thinking. That is not a way of feeling. It's not about anger. Exactly. Um, and, and I'm going to say this one thing and then we'll go to break. But um, someone I know who used to do anger management classes and said they were generally not successful. But he said somebody said to him once, I have no control. I have to hit her. And yeah. my friend said to him, do you hit your boss? And he said, no. And he said, well, then obviously you have control. You choose not to control yourself. Yeah. Um, so as you say, it's about thinking. Um, thank you so much, Amy. And we'll be back after break. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. And you're listening to Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. You can reach Amy at www.heartwisecounseling.com and her book is From Charm to Harm. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. You'll receive the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process and also get advance notice about every show episode and the on-demand shows sent directly to your email. Now on your paper, write down what you're going to do to help stop emotional abuse. You can and do make a difference. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Amy Lewis Bear. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. 
Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the life doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. That's drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I hope that you wrote down what you're going to do personally to help stop emotional abuse. And it may be by sharing this on-demand show with others and or um, purchasing Amy's book to learn more. As we were saying during break, um, it's, uh, it, there's so much to cover and, and, we, and so little time. <laughs> so, you know, we're hoping that we're able to shed a little light um, and, and to open a door for you to learn more. Um, Amy, I'd love for us to talk a little bit about the children and the impact of abuse, because so many people say, I'm staying for the children, we're keeping the marriage together for the children, without any clue of the harm that we're doing to the children. It's not always the best idea to stay in a marriage uh, for the children when there's abuse going on. Now, everybody has to make their own choice. So I don't ever try to talk a client into leaving the relationship, although I do point out the dangers and make sure that they realize that. But the thing is, is that, you know, parents provide role models for their children. The way children learn to have relationships is by watching their parents. And if one parent is abusing the other and the other one's tolerating it, taking it, then the child learns, oh, it's okay to, you know, to be treated that way. Or it's okay to treat someone else that way. And so there's a much higher risk of children out of, that come out of these uh, relationships uh, for being either uh, being an abuse victim or being an abuser. And so that right there is very destructive. I mean, we're talking about serious lifelong developmental issues with children. And so how, let's say you're a, a woman who's gotten out of, an, and, and I recognize it can be in same-sex partnerships, and sometimes it's the yeah. man who has been abused. But let's yeah. say, for instance, that it's a woman, um, she 
you know, comes to you for depression, as you say, often that's um, a a side effect, um, a symptom, a clue to what's going on. And and let's say she decides to leave the marriage, but meantime, she has children who have grown up in this emotional abuse. What can she do? What can people do to help people wake up to what's happening and to stop what's happening in with them or in their families? Well, it, it's, a, it's a great question, and it, it's a hard answer. I, I think emotional abuse is generational. It's passed down in families. The people who are abusive, um, they learned how to have their adult relationships from their parents as well. So uh, you want to try to break that cycle. But the, the issue, the challenge is, is that children who grew up, who grow up in, uh, in families where there's an emotionally abusive parent, they are conditioned a certain way. Uh, they, and, and so they, there's, a, there's a lot there that, that needs to be unconditioned or reconditioned. Um, and so they, they may have been told for years that their mother, who's the abuse victim, it lies, cheats, you know, doesn't love them, is a bad person, and they may, you know, start believing it and, and treat their mother accordingly, even though that she wasn't the, uh, the perpetrator. Um, and so that's very difficult to, to overcome. The, the, the thing is, is that they, you know, children love both parents. And emotional abuse is it, one of the reasons why it's so destructive is because children don't want to choose between parents. They desperately need the love and attention of both parents. And so they don't want to believe that their father might be abusive to their mother. They don't want to believe that. So it's, uh, it's, it's really hard for them to, after 25 or 30 years, you know, they're 25 or 30 years old, and the mother finally says, I can't live with this anymore, I've got to leave, and goes to her adult child and says, this is what's been happening all along. The child is going to go, you know, what? I don't, I don't understand what you're talking about. And then the dad, you know, the abusive the dad comes to the, the child and says, she doesn't know what she's talking about. She's lying. And so it's, it's a tough problem to come up against. Uh, well, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you can attempt to, to talk with your child about it and tell them. I, I always, I, I have this problem a lot with my clients, of course. They'll come in, they've been in the marriage 30 years, what can, you know, they say, what can I do? Um, what, I, what I always recommend is writing their adult child a letter, writing them a letter and not accusing, not, you know, criticizing the other parent, but telling that child how they feel and what happened in the marriage. Um, to, to a degree. Right. Um, and, then, only... and then discussing with it if the child's open, open to it. Um, yes. And, and I do uh, agree with you that that's a very important step is to name it, to tell the truth about it. And as you say, it's a very delicate issue because you don't want to blame. And, it, you know, it's and in fact, I use the words we were in an emotionally abusive relationship as opposed to so and so was abusive, mm-hmm. that, it, that it was an abusive relationship. And, you know, so it, it because it, blaming doesn't get us anywhere. And pointing fingers and trying to hurt the other person only creates more damage and confusion in the children. 
that's right, and and they, you know, it's going to affect their relationship with their with the other parent, the one who's been abusive, and you know, they uh, that's going to be very difficult for them. Uh, yeah, it, it's just it's a it's a tough problem, but I always say that uh, when you're in doubt, you know, always go to the truth. The truth, as someone very famous said, I believe it was Martin Luther King said, the truth will set you free, and it really does. You have to tell the truth. And, you know, a lot of women who grow up, uh, who, who, uh, children who grow up in these relationships, their, their mother, um, who's the victim, tries to protect them from the emotional abuse. So she denies it, she minimizes it, she tolerates it. And then all of a sudden, 20, 25 years later, she's, oh, he was abusive. And the, and the adult child's thinking, what are you talking about? You know, so um, I think that happens a lot, is that the mother, it, with all good intentions, tries to protect her children. And she acts in ways that goes against her personal values and disregards herself in order to do that. And, you know, in a way, that's courageous. Uh, but, but it's really not the right thing to do because then later on the truth is going to come out and it's going to be really hard to, uh, to deal with the truth. Uh, yes, but when you're still in that bubble of not even admitting the truth to yourself, then, you know, you're telling your children what you believe to be the truth. And it's until we can lift the veil from our own eyes and be willing and able to see the truth, we can't do that with our children. And, and I think the, the other thing that I've come to, in addition to what you're saying, is that um, to be the role model that you wish you had been when the children were growing up, but um, it's never too late. As as we change, as we become self-empowered, as we heal ourselves, as we change ourselves, then we change the way we interact with our children, with other people, and we provide a new role model. Yes, that's 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 so so true, Paula. I, I think what you were saying about that, you know, a lot of these victims of abuse, they don't know what they're up against. They don't know what's happening in their marriage. So how can they explain it to their children? And then years later, they may finally understand it and gain insight about what was really going on. And then, you know, at that time, they want to explain it. Um, but what you said you kind of touched on earlier is it's really important to focus on your, your own psychological issues to heal from this. Uh, what you were saying in your introduction I thought was just really spot on, that you, um, you, know, you focus on your own issues, you empower yourself, you pull out your inner resources. A lot of who you are has been buried for years because you, you've just been sort of all of your emotional energy has gone to surviving in the relationship, and that really inhibits your impersonal growth. So you end up not discovering things about yourself that, you know, not, not you know, uh, moving forward in personal growth and expanding yourself because you're just dealing with a, you know, a, a difficult situation on a daily basis. And if you get out of the relationship, even years later, you can start to explore yourself and, and discover yourself again and, you know, and, and make sense of what, out of what happened. And that's very freeing. Exactly. And I'm going to have to close out this part of the show with that. But what a beautiful place to end with the silver lining and the joy and fulfillment open to all of us who go on that journey of self-discovery. Thank you so much, Amy, for joining us. You're so welcome, Paula. I really appreciate this opportunity. 
Thank you. And now I'd like to thank my audience for joining us for Uplift Your Life Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please share it and go to Facebook, like us on um like us on Facebook. Um, you can go to my website and purchase Amy's book off my resources page, paulajoyce.com. Um, if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount off of my coaching services, which I do in person over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. L- literally thousands of angels and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and with my clients directly. The workshop that I have that's pertinent for this topic is overcoming abuse through self-empowerment, and I can deliver that in your area over a weekend. While you're on my website, go to register now and register for my new workshops in the Dallas area, Ohm Awakening. Um, and also go to the calendar of events and press click here to send me an email with your commitment to yourself. As you begin to experience success and healing, please send me an email so I can read it on the air and we can celebrate together. Next Wednesday, I have my meetup group, Ultimate Creative Problem Solving Group Coaching. If you're interested, you can join my meetup group on my website. And next Thursday, please join us when Dr. Gus Kaufman will talk with us again about abuse, about male violence toward women, and the damage we do when we raise boys so they don't feel. And that's the lack of empathy that Amy has been talking about. In the meantime, if you have a difficulty or an inspirational story, email me at drpaulajoyce at gmail.com. This is Dr. Paula, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. Have a blessed week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Until then, have a positive week.